Welcome to Benjamin May McKay's Talk To Me. I'm your host, Benjamin, and joining me on the show today is the Tony Award-winning director of Once the Musical, John Tiffany, who's directed the, the show all around the world and is now in Australia to coincide with the Australian premiere that happened last weekend. And I'm also joined by Madeline Jones, who plays Girl, the female lead in the show. And then after the interviews, I'll review the show, as well as the latest movie releases, DVD releases from Roadshow and Madman. But first, here's my interviews with the director and one of the stars of Once the Musical. Enjoy. Welcome to the show and thank you for joining me today. Thank you very much. Now, you're from the original creative team of Once, so Mm -hmm. how much input did you have in the adaptation from stage, well, from screen to stage? Uh, Well, they they came to me first, the four producers that had got the rights to turn it into a piece of theatre, and and they said, who who would you want to work with? So I was able to bring on board um, some of my closest collaborators, Stephen Hoggart, who I was at school with, who was a choreographer, Enda Walsh, who I've known since the late 90s when I was at um, the Traverse Theatre in Edinburgh. Um, And he said, he laughed when I said, he knew the film, and he said, oh my God, that's like asking Charles Manson to adapt It's a Wonderful Life, (laughs) Um, because he's worked very, quite hardcore. and, and, and Martin Lowe, who I knew as well, so they allowed me to bring those people, and I think that, that kind of seemed to work. You know, they, they trusted us, which was brilliant, so I had you, that much input. And you have won a Tony for your direction of once. Does that make you more attached to the project? Mm, I'd be attached to it anyway, because it, my heart and soul's on that stage, so... I mean, things like Tony's are wonderful, both for audiences in America. You know, it's, it's televised live on national television, and... It's a big, big deal, and it, and, it, and, it, and it really, really brings audiences in. So that's a wonderful thing. But, you know, it's my mum likes it okay, thank you. In, her, in her house more than... I, I couldn't have it out, because I'd feel like an idiot. <laughs> you know, I'm defined by my Tony, but my mum loves it because she'll have dinner parties in honour of it. <laughs> <laughs> and now you are directing the production for Australia. Mm-hmm. Is it very different to the productions overseas at the moment? They're all different. Every time we do it with a new group of actors, it's different. This this one's probably more different than than others, be, because you know we're we're coming to it fresh. They're they're all bringing their own idiosyncrasies and 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 abilities and and lovely little quirks and um, and we've had we've had six weeks really to refine it. So I'd say that this is it's it, it's probably kind of gone up a level for Australia. And how would you describe once to someone who's never heard of it before? Um, that it's like nothing you've ever seen before, um, certainly in musical theatre, that, um, that you'd be prepared to kind of just sit and just take in this music that gets created on stage in front of you by an amazing group of actors and musicians. Well, thank you very much for your time today and good luck with the thank season. Thank you, thank you. That was my chat with John Tiffany, the director of the show at the Melbourne Media Corps earlier this month. Now, here's my chat with Madeline Jones, who plays Girl, the lead female in the current production in Melbourne. Well, welcome to the show and thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. So, how would you sum up your career so far? Oh, um, well, this is the first show that I've done in Melbourne. I'm from Sydney, so um, I've been working up there for the last, when did I graduate? About five years. I've done a lot of independent theatre in Sydney and then um, just this year I started um, 
doing some more uh, professional work, um, which has been excellent. I did a kids' show at um, the Opera House and then I did a co-production with ATYP and Sydney Theatre Company. Um, so mostly it's been theatre that I've done, actually. this is um, I did one musical way back in 2009, and then this is the first musical that I've done since then. So it's quite a big leap for you from theatre to playing, singing and acting all at the same time then. Do you know what? I wouldn't call it a leap. It's definitely um, different, and it takes more concentration, and I've had to really... Um, practice the the piano and everything but um, it's really I mean it is a musical but it's a play about music mm-hmm. and so really I've approached it in quite a similar way um, as I would to a, a normal theatre piece. And what was the auditioning process like for the show? Long. <laughs> Unlike Tom, um, I did my first audition actually nearly a year ago now, um, back in October last year. It was an online thing, so I filmed a little piece and, you know, uploaded it. And and then from that I uh, had a live audition a couple of months later and then maybe another one after that. And then a few months later, I had another couple, uh, you know. So I think I did maybe seven or eight auditions in total over um, probably about four months. It's so. certainly a long process. <laughs> it was, it was and really then, long. What was the rehearsal process like coming off that long auditioning period? Well, it seemed like... So I knew that I had the role... Um, in February and then we started rehearsals in August so it seemed like a really long time to wait thankfully I had things to do otherwise I think I would have gone mad but um, um, by the time we got to rehearsals it was kind of like oh okay suddenly we're suddenly we're here and honestly it's been such a joy to work on the people in this show the cast and the creative team are just some of the best around. And you have been previewing here in Melbourne for a while now, so yeah. how have the audiences been reacting to the show? Amazingly well. I don't know that any of us expected it to be received so well. Um, I mean, we all knew that it was a really lovely show and really special, but until you actually put it in front of people who've never seen it before, possibly know nothing about it, possibly, conversely, love it, love the film, love the songs, have seen it maybe in New York or London and then they see it again and and it's been really overwhelming, the response. So what can people expect to see when coming to the show? Well, if they know the show, then they can, or know the film, they can expect to see all of the songs that they know and love um, performed right in front of them. There's no orchestra, um, there's no backing tracks. Everyone on stage is playing their instrument live in front of you, which I think is really exciting. Mm, Certainly. So finally, what advice would you offer to anyone looking to work in the arts? Oh, I would say that you really have to want to do it. Um, Working on a show like this is just 
divine and, and magical and it doesn't feel like work at all coming in every day. But there are a lot of times that that doesn't happen and you have to know that this is what you want to do and you have to fight for it and a lot of people will tell you no and you're not good enough and this, that and the other thing and you've got to take a lot of knocks but if you really want to do it then, then you will and it's worth it because you can't do anything else. Well, thank you very much for your time today. Thank you. That was my chat with Madeline Jones, who is currently starring in Once the Musical. Now, I was lucky enough to get to see this production in Melbourne just before its opening night last week. Now, it is a very, very interesting story, as it's not, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a musical, but it it is definitely a show about music, and sometimes the music is used to progress the story, so it's kind of a combination of a story about music and a musical, which does make it a very, very interesting show. Now, initially the first act was a little underwhelming for me, uh, not to say that I didn't enjoy the first act, uh, but I, I think it wasn't as big as I'd hoped for it to be. But uh, after Interval, the show certainly picked up, and I really have to say that everything is on stage. There's there's nothing hiding. The orchestra are the actors. They are all playing live on stage, and they are dancing while playing instruments, which I think is absolutely incredible. So the second act for me really did pick up, but the story isn't that strong. And I know this is quite similar to a lot of other musical theatre pieces. There are very few that have really strong stories. So that didn't bother me. But the music, I felt, is the strongest part of the show, and it is superb music played brilliantly by really, really superb actors and musicians. And I think that's something that can be said about everyone on stage. They're all actors and musicians, uh, and dancers to, to an extent, and they do dance with their instruments while playing, and it, everything really has one set, and it's a very clever set design. And I, I like how it's all sort of set in this bar, and pieces of set just sort of slide on and they do make jokes out of the set changes and it does have uh, quite a bit of humour which I'm not sure if I liked all the time there are certain elements of the humour that I really really enjoyed and certain elements that I wasn't such a fan of but if you are in Melbourne or Sydney because this production is on tour I would definitely go see the show just purely for the music I'm going to give this one four stars as while uh, the first act was a little bit underwhelming it certainly picked up for act two and the music and the musicians are just superb now on to my DVD reviews now from Roadshow Entertainment this month there's a whole range of releases including They Came Together the big uh, comedy movie in Shetland and Brick Mansions and the uh, the TV show Episodes has released its third season as well as a box set and uh, the Scarlett Johansson movie Under the Skin and uh, the Robert Patterson and uh, Guy Pearce movie The Rover as uh, well as a whole ton of other stuff but one of my favourite releases for this month is the sci-fi film Edge of Tomorrow. Now this I think is one of the best sci-fi films of the last few years. It's not very typical. It's um, It has two very strong leads, Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt, and they like to shake things up a bit. And it does have that Groundhog Day element. The live, die, repeat is, uh, is the slogan for the film. 
And it's a very, very clever movie, and I strongly encourage people to go and check that one out. But there are also a couple of other highlights from Roadshow for me this month, including episodes, uh, which is out in Series 3, or the complete 1-3 to three box set, and that stars uh, Matt LeBlanc, and it is a very, very funny payout of uh, Matt, and of course the American film industry, and how the British and uh, American TV industries differ quite substantially, and it is very, very funny. And one of my other favourite releases for this month is Silk Season 1-3. to Now, Silk did sadly conclude early in the year, and it's just finished playing on ABC1. So the DVD is now out, and it's a very clever legal drama, certainly one of the better ones. And uh, it's got a fantastic cast, and I think a lot of my listeners are certainly going to enjoy that one. But as I mentioned, there are a whole range of releases, and there's really something for everyone from Roadshow Entertainment this month. Now, Mad Men Entertainment have also had some great releases come out over the last couple of months, including uh, The Double, starring Jesse Eisenberg, which I really, really enjoyed. It's quite a clever, quirky little film, which keeps you on your toes. And uh, out this month is The Trip to Italy, which I very much enjoyed. Now, it's for fans of comedy and for fans of food. Um, while being very, very funny, it's also it shows a whole a whole uh, range of Italian dishes which kind of make you hungry, so I'd advise eating before that one. And also uh, Season 16 Part 2 of Midsummer Murders, which is one of my favourite crime dramas. So I'm a little bit biased on this one, but uh, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. The uh, the new lead in Neil Dudgeon and the new assistant is slowly growing on me. And that also includes the 100th episode special. Yes, Midsummer Murders has been going for 100 episodes, and that's out now as well. Now, thanks to Palace Nova Cinemas, I also get to check out the latest release movies. And there have been quite a few since my last episode. So I'll start at the beginning with The Maze Runner, which... It was okay. Had a very disappointing ending for me, though. I don't think we need another uh, teen series. But the, the, predominantly, the film was quite good, and I'm giving that one three stars. Now, the next film I saw was a lot more disappointing. It was Denzel Washington's The Equalizer. Now, this pointless film was horrific, uh, quite gory, and just very, very, very disappointing. And I gave that one half a star. And then the next film uh, was The Immigrant, which only had limited release, but I think it's about to open uh, a little more widely around the country, and that is a superb film, um, and it's a very, very powerful and emotional film, uh, and I would strongly encourage people to get to check out that one if it's playing at a cinema near you. And then the next one was one of the RSC live events, The Two Gentlemen of Verona, and this reimagining of a classic Shakespeare tale was absolutely wonderful. While that season has finished, Palace Nova Cinemas have some other fantastic RSC and National Theatre live events coming up very shortly. And uh, another one of the special events I've checked out since the last podcast was Medea, which was absolutely sublime. Helen McRory played Medea in this modern adaptation, well, slightly modernised adaptation, and it was absolutely superb. I don't think I've seen a better National Theatre live production ever, and I gave that one five stars. Now, the next film I checked out was the very, very highly anticipated Gone Girl. Now, with so much promotion being thrown at this film, and there was just so much of it, you couldn't not know. And I do think the film was good, but it wasn't as good as everyone expected it to be. Expected it to be, and that kind of disappointed me because I really wanted something, I suppose, quite outstanding from this film. After all, all that it's been pushed for, it did did underwhelm me a little bit, 
And I, I did give that one four stars because it is still quite a clever story, but just a little bit underwhelming. And then there was uh, Billy Elliot, the musical Live from the West End, which I felt was rather disappointing. The music wasn't very good. The storyline was dragged out for over three hours, and it just was uh, rather disappointing. I gave that one one and a half stars. And most recently from the last week, there were two new films that, oh well, one's out and one's coming up very shortly, uh, and that's Robert Downey Jr.'s The Judge, which is out now, and uh, it's a very, it has very, very um, powerful performances in it. Robert Downey Jr. is sublime, and the rest of the cast are, are really outstanding, but the storyline, for me, was a little bit cliched and a little bit predictable, and I don't think the storyline really progressed that much, but the performances in this movie are absolutely amazing, and I'm giving that one three and a half stars. And uh, this film is not out yet. It's coming out uh, this week. It's called Son of a Gun, and it's an Australian film starring Ewan McGregor. Now, this film, I didn't quite know what to expect with this one, but I was really, really pleasantly surprised. It is an action film, but it has a little bit more heart than that, and uh, it is one of the best Australian films I've seen all year. And full reviews of all of those are available on the website, uh, preacherspodcast.net. Now, next month, I'll be back with another very, very exciting interview for you. But for November, I'm very happy to confirm one of my guests. I'll be talking to legendary Australian writer Matthew Riley, who is just about to release his new book, The Great Zoo of China. And I'll be talking to him around the 10th of November, and that'll be out very, very shortly. And I'm sure we'll all be quite excited for that one. But before I go today, I'd like to thank my amazing supporters. Uh, that's Roadshow Entertainment, Mad Zombie Collectibles, Madman Entertainment, and Palace Nova Cinemas. And all their details are available on the website under the supporters section. And uh, some other exciting news for Preachers Podcast online and on stage is that uh, Adelaide Fringe is about to launch. The, the full program is out in November, and uh, I'm very happy to say that Preachers Podcast online and on stage will be uh, presenting the world premiere of Great Detectives of Old Time Radio Live. It's uh, recreating the experience of attending a 1940s or 50s radio drama recording using three amazing original scripts from the period. So that's, uh, there's a Dragnet script, a Yours Truly Johnny Dollar script, and a Candy Matson script. And the uh, tickets will be on sale towards the end of November from Adelaide Fringe. Well, I've been your host, Benjamin May McKay. And once the musical is currently playing in Melbourne before heading on tour for Sydney. So I'm Benjamin May McKay, your host, and I'll see you next time.